And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you by Away With Me Travel, the official travel agency of the Disney Dads Podcast and our YDF Media. Summer is just around the corner and there's no better time to head to Walt Disney World to enjoy all the magic. And Away With Me Travel is here with a brand new opportunity to make sure you experience all the magic Disney Parks has to offer. So right now, when you book your summer vacation with Away With Me Travel in any deluxe resort for a three-day package or longer, we will automatically upgrade your Hopper Pass to a premium Hopper Plus Pass. The Hopper Plus Pass brings so many new adventures to your Disney vacation. From the amazing Disney water parks, Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon, to ESPN Wild World of Sports Complex, Disney's Oak Trail Golf Course, the Nine Hole Walking Course, and also the amazing miniature golf courses on site. There's so much magic for your family to experience this summer through Away With Me Travel and at the Disney parks. So be sure to get a hold of Justin or Jamie at show at awaywithmetravel.com. We hope to hear from you soon. This episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you courtesy of our Patreon supporters. Want to support the show? Become a Patreon member. Thank you. Thank them. Now enjoy the show. Round one is over. (laughs) Parents won. Kids, sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That we all started by a month. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello and welcome to the Disney Dads Podcast. Another week, guys. Can you believe it? This is going to be all Disney, a little bit about us, and I am raring to go because we have a very fun show tonight. A very, very fun show tonight. And um, before we get into that, my coughing friend over there to my left and my other good-looking guy over there to the right who's working on his tan, and the other one's got the hoodie on. Guys, if you could just see this, man. it's This is, this is the proverbial... Um, Actually, I'm not even going to use that term. This is a great shot if I could just take a picture of it right now. But I'm not going to. You know why? Because this is for me and me only. Guys, welcome to the show. Another week, like I said, I am raring to go. Mike and Justin, how are you guys doing? I'm doing good, all things considered. Um, <clears throat> I've been a little under the weather. You'll probably hear me cough a few times during the uh, during the show. Uh, I just got back from the doctor, and apparently I have the COVID symptoms, so I had my test, and we'll see how that turns out. Surprise, surprise. Listen, I'm here in New York. 99% of the guys that I work with are coming down with it. I wouldn't be surprised if I have it. Uh, Hopefully, I'll get a mild case of it, and all will be right with the world. So, uh, fingers crossed. Hope everything is good. But if you hear me coughing a little bit, it's uh, it's not contagious through the radio, so uh, don't sweat that. uh, It's only... uh, only me that's affected, so we'll see how it plays out. But uh, you know, I'll be optimistic about it. But uh, other than that, Justin's looking great. Like I said, I'm here freezing in a in a hoodie, and Justin's wearing <laughs> a little tank top. So uh, apparently, it's you're doing well by you. Yeah, it's uh, so it's supposed to be starting tomorrow. I think it's gonna be 81 tomorrow, 88 on Friday, 89 on Saturday, like 83 on Sunday. And you know, the worst part about it 
is I can't leave my house. <laughs> so at midnight tonight, we have a stay-at-home order going in for Charleston. And uh, so all the beaches are closed. Everything's closed. You can't leave. But uh, I can go yeah, in my backyard absolutely. and try to get my tan you on, you know, do backyard. all that good stuff. Great so. fountain, great little pool, little to- toads or frogs or whatever, your little friends you got hidden in there. Yeah. Hot tub. Yeah, hot yeah, tub, yeah. right? Hot yeah, tub. Yeah. I might have drank a beer with you <laughs> in that hot tub once or twice. Yeah, well, Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, come on. Y'all just come down to me and let's have a little, you know, let's have a little uh, uh, um, time down here. Yeah, dude, it's it's uh, it's good. You know, Katie went back to work. The fir- uh-huh. This is the first three days she's been back. And, um, you know, she's she's plugging along, but it's it, you get weird about that. When she gets back, I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. you got to strip down in the garage. You know, I'm like going out there with gloves and getting everything. I mean, you know, I'm really prepared for, for this for this moment. Well, the, I get it, man. It's like, like I have to strip down in the garage. Down. I even hang my. That's I have right to do. hang my belt up outside, yeah. and I go walk right into the. Did the neighbors finally ask you? To stop <laughs> she reached it. Tell me to like <laughs> least wait for it because I have no shame. <laughs> I walk through my house like nothing. Um, but no, I, I do. I we strip right down. It goes right into the wash, and then I turn it on, and I take the Lysol and I spray everything that I touched walking through that area, and then I go right to the shower. I mean, I'm doing everything. Look, it's not nothing weird about what you're doing. We're just trying to take every precaution possible to protect our family. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. Can I, can we be honest though that we have been I've been preparing for this moment for three years <laughs> and the fact that my two best friends live thousands of miles away <laughs> I only see them through the computer you know I much. honestly think we need to start a show or at least maybe it may be a secondary show and get Katie on and talk about um, Justin's hypochondriac statements and then just go and dig into it's them. Bad. It's, it's, it's really it's bad. hilarious, guys. It's absolutely yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I've, I've been insane the last couple of days. And Mike's like, whatever, man. Ah, just, just, just give me the COVID. It's all good. I had the Bissell steam mop out <laughs> and I was doing the walls like where Riley touches, like yeah. all along the thing. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, hey, don't worry about it. I got it covered. Right. You know, it's, it's perfect. You can eat off our floor right now. That's the sad part, too. Is this the cleanest our house has been? Um, and no one can come see it. <laughs> so it's like, eh, what do you do? Um, man, Jay, you were talking about, we have an awesome topic tonight. Th- there is something about what we're going to, uh, talk about tonight that I miss so, so much and that I wish we could still have. And, uh, tonight guys, we're taking a journey through the movies as we look back at the extinct Disney attraction that brought us the history of Hollywood. Um, uh, the amazing ride we're talking about uh, is, uh, is of course, the great movie ride. And it opened along with Hollywood Studio on May 1st, 1989. And uh, little, most people don't know that this attraction was the reason the Hollywood Studios was built. Originally, this attraction was planned for an Epcot pavilion. And uh, Eisner thought this was too good of an idea. Uh, it gives us a great reason to build a third gate. And at the time, he said, let's just have this be our staple, our signature ride uh, at this new Hollywood Studios theme park. And here we are. Uh, we had this amazing attraction to experience. And then on August the 13th, 2017, of course, the attraction closed. It takes its final ride through the uh, silver screen, through Hollywood, and through the movies. And it makes way for the now open Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Um, guys, I want to talk about this ride. You know, most people have experienced it. Most people have loved this attraction, but I don't want to so much do a walkthrough of what's in each scene, this, 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 because you can get on YouTube and do that. I want to talk about our personal experiences and our own, uh, let's say, 
uh, stories, you know, that we've had with the families as we rode through. Like, when were we scared? When were the kids scared? You know, when did the kids laugh? Things like that. Um, and I'm going to start. Uh, for me, the entire journey through through this attraction starts not even at the attraction. It starts outside. And it starts with the Grumman's Chinese Theater, which is a full-size replica of the one in Hollywood. Um, and my some of my fondest memories are when I was a kid going and putting my hands in the handprints in the concrete. Did you guys ever do that? Do you ever do that with the family? Um, I have. I've done it. But you know, I'm, I'm glad you said that because we really don't walk into that area. We haven't in a long time. And now that the boys are old enough, it would be fun for them to just go and explore and, 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 and read the names and put their hands in them, you know? So... We had ignored it for quite a bit, and then once I had heard that the ride was kind of going by the wayside, I said, you know what, I don't know if it's going to stay or going to go, so I really wanted to get over there and do that. So I want to say one of our last trips, right when we kind of knew that it was going to be getting the wrecking ball, so to speak, we went over there to check that area out. But until then, I really didn't pay no mind to it, kind of like you, uh, Jason. I had actually been to the real one in California, and I had... and I'd put my hands in the, the handprints out there and whatnot. And I had never done it until I knew it was going to be going by the wayside, so to speak. And um, I believe they still kept the prints out yeah, there. Yeah, they're yes. there. Yeah, they're still there. So yeah. Those are all original so, prints. Are they, they are, yeah. The celebrities came, came right. there and actually had the moment, you know, putting yeah. their, their hands and feet into the into the concrete and actually did their prints there. So those, those are original. So that was very, uh, very concerning for me that they were going to get rid of that. Like, what were you going to do with that? You know, is this going to mm-hmm. be, we're just going to just rip that up and crumble it up and throw the concrete in the landfill? Because, you know, that's a moment of time. A lot of those people are gone. Yeah. I mean, a lot of yeah. those people have passed. And this is it. I mean, they were standing right here and put their hands right here or their feet. Uh, that, to me, is the most appealing thing to that whole outside is you can actually walk in the you know the the energy of of some legends well you know the thing too is when you're walking uh you know it's the weenie of the park you know when you first enter because you can't really see the tower of terror Mm. from where you're at um until you you know make your way a little bit in and you see the Chinese theater, and a huge controversial topic in our house is what was the better weenie? Was it the Chinese theater or was it the Sorcerer Mickey hat? Mm. For me, I could have cared less about that Sorcerer Mickey hat. I wanted it out of the way. I hated that it blocked the Chinese theater because I think that what Hollywood Studios was meant to be all along was a journey through the movies. You know, of course, that has kind of changed now a little bit. But um, and I you know they still pay homage with with even with Galaxy's Edge and and Toy Story. I mean we're still talking about movies. You're still a part of the movies. But when they put the Sorcerer Mickey hat up, yes, it has to do with Fantasia. It has to do with this massive Disney film. But for me, I'm like, why are you blocking the Chinese theater? And Katie's the opposite. Katie's Katie loves the Sorcerer hat. Mike, let me hear your opinion on that first. I'm team hat on that one. I love the hat. And um, it just goes to show you that here it is. They built an entire theme park around a particular theater. And yet it went by the wayside. So uh, that's why I'm kind of, you know, now in this, now that it's going to be the Mickey and Minnie, well, now that it is the Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway, do you think the Sorcerer hat has a place in it there now? Because it's more Mickey driven. Well, I, look, I'm, I'm team hat as well. I absolutely love the Sorcerer's hat. But... That was my first introduction to Disney. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's where I'm different between you two. Uh, when when the hat went away, it was I. That's all I knew. So it was like they actually removed something from my life. It wasn't like a tumor that was put in, like you're comparing it to, Justin. <laughs> it was actually yeah. part of the. Uh, it was actually an appendage of the park. Um, you know, when they tore that down, Mike. I, you know, I don't know if they'll ever put anything. You know, 
going back to my, there's two two things I want to say here, Mike. Um, yes, I think that would be a perfect fit, especially with Mickey's Runaway Railway right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And number two is when they tore that down. They, you know, those pens that are a piece of history inside some of the pens, they actually had a mm-hmm. chunk of the sorcerer's hat inside of it. Man, those were big bucks. Now, I didn't grab them when they first came out because, of course, the hoarders grabbed them all. Um, man, so I'm telling you, it's like, so if anybody's got an extra one out there and you want to send it to me, please send me an email. So wait, they made pens with yeah. the sorcerer hat? Yeah, with the little, really little cool. chunk. No, with the chunk of the actual sorcerer hat inside of it. So, That's really cool. I could have taken it and then thrown it to the side so it wouldn't be in the way of my amazing view of the uh, Chinese <laughs> uh-huh. theater. So, uh, no, team hat all the way. You know you, you, you know, you started a rebellion in the Facebook group at this point, right? I did. Okay. I, you know what? And I think it has to do with maybe, I don't know. I just I have all those fond memories as a kid of just, that was the backdrop of pictures and okay. that was the backdrop of, so I don't know. I think it's maybe your, uh, Facebook like poll, you said. Maybe? I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do a Facebook yeah. poll. I like yeah. that. Um you know, the the one thing that I remember as a child, big time, and I never paid much attention to it as an adult because it seemed like the wait got smaller and the wait time got smaller and smaller uh, as time went along, um, was the queue. You know, we would go through the queue and you would pay attention to some of the like artifacts and, and uh, costumes and, and props and all that kind of stuff. But the, the biggest thing was I remember standing in those switchbacks before you would get to the actual ride. Mm-hmm. And watching that film, and the film just wasn't quite long enough to where you didn't have to watch it two or three times in a row. Okay. And I thought, man, I wish they would make this thing like 30 minutes long right. to where I would rather – because if you're walking through, then you're going to see parts of it. But sure. make it a little longer to where you're not sitting there just, oh, my gosh, I really, again, this is happening again. So, um, But, yeah, other than that, I mean, the queue was kind of, I don't know, forgettable for me. Yeah, but how about those artifacts, though? That's the cool part. I mean, a museum right there at, at, you know, I'm such a skeptic. I'm like, are these, you know, these replicas? Are we, you know, that's right, why right. I always enjoy going to the Smithsonian because I know I'm looking at the real deal, you know? Well, so I think I am. Um, I st- the Hope Diamond's probably a, 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 a fake one and the real one's in storage. But um, to, to, to look at, man, I don't know. It's to me that is just like a, the museum aspect of that was – that was my first real, uh, you know, uh, like uh, opportunity to, um, you know, look at something like, wow, she wore this or wow, this was yeah, part yeah. of that film. This is really neat because I grew up with that film. You know, it, the Wizard of Oz played, you know, uh, once a year when I was a kid and that was a big deal. And that's, I don't know, man, that was really kind of a, um, a cool experience. Now, if I was younger, eh, yeah, why would I care? I was why, why would yeah, I care? Same way. Yep. What do you, Mike, what do you think the, you know, I'm trying to remember back, and I know right towards the end it got super popular because everyone kind of knew it was Leo. I mean, they only gave like a month's notice. Um, Fakers. It got super popular. But, yeah. Posers. Uh, I don't know, I don't remember the, the queue ever, or wait ever being that long, like for the past, like, the five years before it closed. I always remember it being a long line if it was a rainy day. Oh, okay. Because you had a lot of inside waiting. So I would notice that uh, if you kind of walked into the park and it was a nice, cool breeze day or something was going on, it wasn't that bad. Uh, When you would have those miserable rainy days, it would be very, very crowded because a lot of your wait time was inside. Um, I've experienced that a few times. And you know what? It it was a great place to wait if you had a bad rainy day because you had a long wait inside. And it wasn't so bad. And it was nice being able to see that movie memorabilia. I think I remember one of my most favorite things where I was doing the uh, that little museum area 
they had the chess table from Star Wars, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought that was really cool to see that. And then they would even have some things that you wouldn't expect in a Disney park. Like they had Freddy Krueger's sweatshirt yeah, and yeah, glove. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that's you wouldn't expect that in a Disney park, you know, and that's that's kind of out of the ordinary. I mean, it's the movies, and I think they would even show Freddy Krueger in that last scene. You know, we'll mm-hmm. talk about that later in the movie ride. But um, I really like that. I mean, a lot of time it was dresses and some props and stuff, but uh, I, I think that was a great... Very, very hot day because it was cool when you were inside or a rainy day because you got a lot of cover waiting for that ride. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, I mean, it brings in film. You're talking about bringing in films from outside of Disney um, because it has a licensing agreement with MGM and Turner Classic Movies. You know, so it brings mm-hmm. in those those movies from the outside, which I like. I like that you it wasn't you just walked into strictly Disney movies and that's it. I like the fact that we got some amazing ones. And talking about getting into the movies, guys, th- look, let's board the attraction because for me, I I think this is what Disney is getting away from and I think they're really missing it, messing up this opportunity. When you look at attractions like the Jungle Cruise and you look at attractions like the Great Movie Ride, um, to where you have an on-ride cast member playing a part, this time I'd like to ask everyone to please remain seated throughout the show and please keep your arms, hands, feet, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Oh, and don't forget to supervise your children. And for the safety of our cast, we ask that you please refrain from the use of flash photography and external video lighting. And now that we've taken care of business, let's talk about me. My name is Shannon, and I'll be your guide on this magical journey into the movies. The perfect job for me because I love movies. Is everybody ready? Great, because the cameras are ready to roll. Ready when you are, CB. And we are rolling. I think that creates a new ride experience every single time you ride it. And, uh, you know, most people, I'm sure if you're listening, you've ridden it. If you haven't, go to YouTube, find a great video, uh, ride through it as we're, go- as we're going through. But, um, but for me, I always enjoyed that cast member that was up front and playing that part and was going to not only narrate, but take us through scene by scene. And I don't know about you guys, but um, one, <laughs> those there was nothing more comfortable than the Ellen and the, uh, the Great Movie Ride ride vehicles when it was 90 degrees outside. You've been on your feet all day, and all of a sudden you know that you get to sit down in, you know, for a long period of time. I would get in that thing and just be like, oh, 15 minutes of just sitting here. Wait, wait. Okay, I, I understand going to the movie ride, the great movie ride, that was all plastic. Was it not that movie ride? Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 why yeah. did that seem like it was more comfortable than the Ellen one? It did. I, I agree. Well, but you know why? Because Ellen was 45 minutes long, okay. and by the time you sit there for that long, your butt's numb. I mean, people are you know? like, oh, you take a nap on Ellen. And I'm like, I've tried. <laughs> There's, I, I can't do it. I think the angle of the seat yeah, is different. Yeah, you're I right. Think I, the, I think it's more of a, a hump seat in the uh, movie ride. And I think Ellen is more of an L shape, more of a 90 degree. I don't think they really had that curvature to, you know, okay. give you that little bat- okay. back support. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Give your bum a, bum a little, some, little bit of back support. support. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay. I gotcha. Okay. Um, you know, as we go through 
the you know we're not gonna hit every scene guys but um I'm going to give you a scene that I really loved, and I had never seen one of these movies, but I've seen the other one, and, and uh, one of the first main scenes we came, we come to is the singing in the rain scene and the Mary Poppins scene, you know, both of them side by side, and you get Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke, and you get the classic singing in the rain uh, music playing as he's underneath, you know, uh, uh, the umbrella there. It's, it's, just, it's just a classic, iconic movie scene from the past. I'm singing in the rain, just singing. Here's one of the most famous of all dance sequences. It's from the 1952 musical classic, Singing in the Rain. Ah, here's one of the quintessential Disney musicals, Mary Poppins, starring Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke. This classic earned 13 Academy Award nominations. The, um, and, and I want to touch on your scene right there, because... When we start talking about movies like that, there's a reason why that movie made it on the Great Movie Ride. There's a reason why you know Dick Van Dyke is is a legend, and the Mary Poppins um, genre is so popular. That is, um, if anything, that is an absolute uh, reminder that you know what, maybe I should go relook at that movie again. Maybe I should sit yeah. down with my kids and because that's a timeless movie. I, I would hope they would like me. I don't know. I, I sit there and I preach to the choir, but I'm like, will my kids even sit through that? I I really honestly don't know. So have you ever seen have you ever seen Singing in the Rain? Yeah. Uh-huh. I've never seen it. I need to sit down and watch that sometime. Well, it's good wholesome quality entertainment, man. You know what I mean? It's just it's good entertainment. Um Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm Mike, have you sat down and watched that with the girls? I mean, would they even be remotely interested in that? Uh I tried and I wasn't even that really remotely interested no? in it. I kinda tuned <laughs> it out. To be honest with you. I mean well, I know it's a classic and whatnot, but how much wine did you drink? I though? just uh, maybe it was just bad timing, you know, just one of those things where it's just Yeah, you gotta have it. a you gotta have a uh, look, I'll be honest with you, it, it needs to be like that Sunday afternoon and it's raining and your yard is already cut and you're Oh, that's nice. And yeah. you can just sit down and chill out and you know, you know, her, her it's then it's worth it. I'm gonna find that movie and I'm gonna watch it. You know why? Because I have 14 days where I can't leave my house, so I'm I'm good. Let's do this. Um, you know the the next the next thing we get into. This was the fun part of this, especially as a kid. Not even as a kid, as an adult too. Was we get into the mob shootout scene. You know, James Cagney's sitting there. You get those classic lines that uh, that the mobsters say in in the old movies, and uh, you pull up. And of course, your cast member's up front, and she she gives you that. All right, we got to stop here because there's a red light. Somebody's coming! Somebody's coming! Get down! Uh, is it them? Nah, just a bunch of rubbernecking tourists. Shut up, you two! You want to walk? Sorry about the delay, folks, but I don't want to run a red light, even in the movie. And then you get that shootout as Muggsy, the second cast member that enters the scene. Uh, has a shootout with the other, uh, you know, the, the the car that pulls up. Everybody just sit tight. You ran into red lights against the law, and I would never break the law. No more red lights. 
to the warden. Suckers. And this is where everything kind of turns and, and makes it a lot of fun. So what I want to do is I want to talk about the first time we wrote this. As a kid, the first time I wrote this, I thought something had happened. I was like, oh, wait, 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 no, 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 you're not supposed to be getting on the on the ride. No, wait, wait, you're, you're our cat. No, wait, you know, I was a little concerned because I didn't understand the concept of like, oh, this is part of the show, um, you know, and I was only like 17 at the time. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? <laughs> only 17 at the time. <laughs> the um, Mike, do you remember your first time riding that? I do, and I remember riding it uh, with my dad when I, was, when I was probably about 13 or 14. Okay. So uh, I do, and I thought it was very cool. It was when MGM was kind of opening. It was kind of like in its you know infancy stages, and it was one of the first rides that I went on there. I think the Indiana Jones Stone Show was going on around the same time, and it was kind of when the park was pretty new. And I remember that, and I, and I remember seeing a lot of that animatronic and movie memorabilia, and I liked it a lot. And I thought it was very cool that the cast members were so involved with the storyline, you know, mm-hmm. be, being into that. Now, this there's two alternate stories for that, right? There's a second one that goes with that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that's the only one I've ever done is with the with the mob. No, there are two, and and the other is one there? is um with the Western guy, the right? Western guy, it? yes, yes, You're and right. that's that's like that's like a very rare one. You get yep. that on a I've very small occasion. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Look that up. I mean, you go into town here. and the town catches on fire and something. If I remember correctly, yeah, I don't remember the. Fire. I don't remember this. Yeah. Well, it's. You, you gotta be. You gotta know a guy. I, you know when they when I come. Or you in, gotta be extremely old. <laughs> no, it was oh, up until I, recently. I it was a recent one. Yeah. It was very recent. cool. Yeah, man. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's that. I think that's the coolest part about this whole thing is, it's a twist, and all movies are based on twists. You know, mm-hmm. like and you something you don't expect, and the fact that you were talking about the Wild West scene. That's what we go into next with Clint Eastwood and John Wayne. That's a mighty tough territory you're heading into, Pilgrim. I'd think about turning back if I was you. That is, if you want my opinion. But I reckon you ought to do what you think is best. Now, I'm a kid. I grew up. Um, I grew up in a in a house where John Wayne was. He was an icon. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom loved John Wayne, and thankfully, my dad uh, put a stop to what she wanted to do. But originally, my mom wanted to name me John Wayne Suter. And um, now, my dad said, no, 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 we're not doing that. So my, my name now is Justin Wayne Suter. Oh, still so you're still, my... you're still JW. Yeah, still have, still have Wayne as my middle okay. name. And uh, it's all because of John Wayne. So this, I remember right as a kid, my mom would stop and go, that's who you're named after right there, you know. Do you guys like John Wayne movies? Do you ever you ever watch any John Wayne movies? Oh, ever? oh like yeah, them. absolutely, man. Yeah. I love old westerns. Just And I'll tell, you, I'll tell you where I watch them. I watch them with my yeah. wife's grandpa. I'll jump oh, dude, on the couch. Cool. Yeah, I'll yeah. jump on the couch and prop up, and he'll sit in his chair and we'll, on a Sunday afternoon, and we'll throw the old westerns on. And it's awesome, man. I mean, that's that's that's. We, I, I I love that. I just I love that time with him, and it's we have a lot of fun with that. Aren't those the best days too? When you kind of fall asleep, yeah, absolutely. And then you wake back up, yeah. and it's like twenty minutes later in the movie. You don't care because you've seen it before. Yeah, yeah and you kind of doze back off, and you, mm-hmm. you know it's just those those are the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I McClintock is one of my favorite John Wayne movies of all time. Uh, I just bought it not too long ago, maybe six months ago, and had it. So uh, so I got that one. But we're getting way off topic. Um. There's another scene that 
is this one is probably the most memorable scene for me as a child, not so much as an adult. And that is, of course, journeying uh, and, and heading into space and joining Sigourney Weaver to fight the aliens. Science fiction has been a staple of classic movies, from George Melies' A Trip to the Moon to George Lucas's Star Wars. In 1979, director Ridley Scott and Sigourney Weaver made audiences believe that in space, no one can hear you scream. This is Alien. Warning, remain in your vehicle. The area you are entering is extremely dangerous. Proceed with caution. Look out! What is that thing? And there it is again. Okay, that's enough creepy crawly things for one day, right? I was terrified of this as a kid. Absolutely terrified. I don't know why there is so much slack on her her uh, mannequin because that's pretty real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, it's not really that real, but um, it definitely was a lot more slack. She's got a lot more slack than uh, I mean. You take it for what it's worth. That the, the scene is supposed to be about the alien, not her. Uh, I I don't know, man. I thought it was fun. I thought they did a good job. It with is it. fun. Yeah. Uh, the alien coming out of the ceiling. Yeah. I mean, if you're placed right, and you're on the left side, mm-hmm. and you're like, I mean, if you if you got it right, then that was pretty terrifying, man. Pretty scary. Thank God that wasn't the Yeti, because that would be a very lame part of the movie, right? <laughs> 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 eh, eh, eh. <laughs> the funny part about that is, uh, quite a few times when we wrote it, the first couple of times, the alien wasn't working. So the oh. kids weren't, you know, it was kind of like up there. And then I want to say probably after about three or four trips, we're riding through and that alien dropped down on Sammy. Oh, my God. I thought she was going to jump out of the ride coaster because she had no idea. <laughs> she knew the ride. She knew it very well. But she right. didn't realize that that was part of the ride because it had never been part of her ride. You know, she didn't know that before. It just, she just kind of bypassed it, never really looked up. Well, this time it dropped out of the ceiling and it really got her. She was in one of those prime spots where it kind of came down right in front of her. Man, you would have thought... She was going to lose it, and uh, she was screaming, and I'm never going on that ride again. And <laughs> that kind of ruined it for her for a while. And then every really? time we go on that ride, she oh. would be you know, in a panic whenever we'd pull into that area. So well, It's just a cast well, member with a sock pocket. Ooh, yeah, that's all hey. it is. <laughs> it, was, it was themed really well, though. And here's a fun little, fun little fact. I don't know if you guys knew this, that whenever they say the names of the crew that are missing, those are actually names of Imagineers and cast members that help put the, help put the attraction together. I don't even want to give my opinion on this next scene because I know one of you, this is one of your favorite movies of all time. And the next uh, huge scene that I remember going through was Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Steven Spielberg and George Lucas cemented their status as the Blockbuster Boys with their first partnership. Here from that legendary collaboration is Harrison Ford as archaeologist Indiana Jones in Raiders of a Lost Ark.
snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Jay, you're a massive Indiana huge, Jones fan. Huge, huge, huge. He is the epitome of adventure for me. Um, uh, and, and side note, uh, you know, the one of the foot, one of the feet from um, one of the statues in there it made its way over to uh, Galaxy's Edge. You guys, I'll yeah, let you yeah. guys find that. So there is there, and you can't miss it. It's like a size. 4,000 foot that's in Galaxy's Edge. It came from that ride. It was a nice little nod that the Imagineers uh, did by taking that over there. Um, I love Indiana Jones. I love this scene. Um, there's something magical to me. I mean, that is more magical than anything to walk into potential treasure rooms and an adventure like that. Um, the uh, I mean, and, and Mike, I know you're an Indiana Jones fan as well. And... Um, the way they play that off with the live casting is brilliant. Justin, am I wrong? Correct me if I'm right. Out of everybody you've met in your entire lifetime, don't you think that Jason could pull off that Indiana Jones hat and lasso look better than anybody he else? He would look amazing. He would look I, incredible. I bought an Indiana Jones hat when I was at Hollywood Studios. I do look good in it. And how do you not how do you not wear that more often? I would wear that all the time. I, I don't I don't know. I you know I got In fact, I told Rach, I said next time we're down there, I get I want to get one of those. And it was actually Mike. It was actually on the list to get, but the whole accident kind of put a damper on a lot of stuff because you just forget about little things like that you know so next time i'm down a, do there i'm gonna whip? get one huh do you have a whip hey man, i'm gonna tell you my secrets <laughs> <laughs> i could see you completely having the full outfit um i like the the one thing i like about all these scenes is they give you the most iconic lines from the movies mm-hmm. so you get the snakes why has it got to be snakes right you know yeah. uh and you get that scene and then you know you, you were talking a little bit of a jay about the introduction of the live cast members coming back into this. And Mike, do you remember how they played this off? Because I thought it was perfect. I mean, I, I really enjoyed how they did it. Oh, yeah, going up on the top of the thing, going up on top of the the, uh, the rock there and switching the jewel around and the, the, your cast member coming back and saving the day. It was really cool. The skeleton up there after the uh, after the, the curse comes through and the smoke clears. Very, very cool. I liked how they pulled that off. I, I enjoyed it very much. Wow, get a load of that chunk of ice. Time for me to get back to Wyke. Good thing I don't believe in ghost stories. Don't nobody move, Wyke'll get the goods. I don't think they notice a few extra bodies around here, if you know what I mean. I've seen enough movies to know that you really shouldn't even think about trying to steal that jewel. You know, like you said, it's great that they were able to have that. You know, we've lost that with this particular ride. I think the land was another ride that they went to, you know, yeah. speakers instead. You know, they kind of got rid of the the, the uh, cast member part of it. But, uh, you know, it was it was great to have the cast members. And they would interact with you once in a while. You get a couple of good cast members mm-hmm. and they would kind of, you know, talk to the kids in the, in the car or talk to the adults and kind of poke fun or make fun of them a little bit. And um, it's sad that we're going to miss that. Well, especially... Um before we lost poor Muggsy to, to to greed and to wanting the jewel um, and becoming that that skeleton that we now know, um, Muggsy was the best interaction with with us as we rode. I mean, you remember he looked back and be like, "Hey, 
what are you looking at? You know, yeah. like and just messing with the kids and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was it was I I really do think that Disney's missing the point mm-hmm. when it comes to that kind of stuff because those are the memories that families have. Well, I will say, and because I've and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. Jason, you'd be able to say that Rise of the Resistance kind of interacts with some of the guests, so to speak. I, I, and Justin, I think that when once you ride this, you're gonna, you're, you'll, you'll see Disney. Well, I changed my mind. Disney did. All they okay. did was just transferred it over to to a different okay. area. So yeah, okay. there is a all lot right. of, um, yeah, there's a lot of cast member interaction in Rise of the Resistance. It's it's fun. That's very cool. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, that makes me a lot happier then because I. I think that's huge. I mean, you look, you get it with the safari, you know, and that's that's a big part of it because mm-hmm. it's in Jungle Cruise, like we're saying, but it's different, you know, every time. And I, I just, even even though the script's the same, the way the lines are delivered and the way that the the character is played mm-hmm. is different depending on who you get. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm glad that they did that. I have not had a chance. I was supposed to be doing that. Very soon, but uh, but that's that's not happening. So uh, it looks like July, man, Disneyland will be rocking that out. Um, you know, that's that's one of the cool cool parts about this uh, this this great movie ride is a journey through the movies. The next one that I remember was Tarzan. Uh, you know, not a lot about it. I remember Jane sitting on top of the elephant. You know, it was mm-hmm. kind of a, a transition through, and then of course you get the the iconic Casablanca scene. Um, another movie I've never seen. I own it, but I've never seen it. And um, you you get the the famous the famous line right there. Here's Humphrey Bogart in his most famous film role. In 1942, Bogey finally got to spread his wings and romance the beautiful Ingrid Bergman in Casablanca. Inside of us, we both know you belong with Victor. You're part of his work, the thing that keeps him going. If that plane leaves the ground and you're not with him, you'll regret it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon and for the rest of your life. He's looking at you, kid. I, you know, I love, I love that scene, man. I love that. I thought Disney did a great job on that. I've never seen the movie, but why, why do I need to see the movie? The whole movie is yeah. right there. That one scene <laughs> kind of wraps it all up. So why even waste my time? Um, but no, I, I, I thought they did a great job with that. And, you know, for me not ever seeing the movie, I still fell in love with that part of the ride. You know, yeah. it was like, yeah. it, was man, just, yeah. it was cool, man. I was like, wow, this is really neat. And part of that, part of that kind of, it's it's darker, you're on a, you're mm. on a ride. So you almost, that's another one of those aspects where I kind of felt like Disney was... Um, all mine at that moment. Like this little area was mine, you know. So very few places give me give me that feeling. Like the farmhouse at Living with the Land, and and you know stuff like that. Um, this that was a cool scene. So, Mike, I, you've watched Casablanca. You got a tattoo of Casablanca, don't you? Not not a tattoo yet. Soon, <laughs> soon enough. My next one. It's on the list. Uh, I will tell you this: that when I took Laura's parents uh, when we went on one of our trips many years ago, I know Laura's father was a huge Casablanca fan. Now me. And you, you, I'm sure yourselves, walking around the parks, you always have that enjoyment when you see your movies come to life. You know, when you see Toy Story stuff, you see Star Wars. I really was looking forward to doing that ride with my in-laws because I knew how much my father-in-law loved movies, and he was a big fan of that movie. So I kind of wanted to see his reaction when he saw that because it was such a cool scene in that 
movie ride, and he loved it. He thought it was very cool, and I was glad that it pulled off well and it transitioned well, and he really enjoyed it because I really enjoy going around the parks and seeing my movies and experiences come to life. And I was kind of happy that he would be able to see that too. And, you know, kind of have something there for grandpa, you know, that he would really enjoy. And he, uh, he liked it a lot. So it was really cool. Yeah. And, you know, the cool part is the, uh, you know, the front half of that plane, we've talked about the Jungle Cruise a bunch, plays a huge part because the back half of the plane is, is in the Jungle Cruise, you know. So nothing goes to waste at Disney, no good idea, and uh, obviously no second half of a plane. So you get those two uh, attractions that both have li- uh, c- live cast members playing roles that they also have this plane to kind of connect it to. You know, as we move along, we get a scene that we were never supposed to get. And now, one of the most famous movie stars in one of his greatest roles, Mickey Mouse, as the Sorcerer's Apprentice in Fantasia. I don't know if you guys know this story or not, but originally... This was supposed to be the tornado scene from The Wizard of Oz. Uh, but this would have made for three scenes of The Wizard of Oz in, in the attraction. And because of contracts that they had, uh, they were only allowed two scenes <laughs> to be put into the attraction. So they had to cut one of the three, and that's the one they cut. And they thought, you know what, here's a part where we'll put Fantasia in. When the film came out in 1940, Walt Disney promised that new musical sequences in the future. His nephew Roy kept that promise 60 years later with the release of Fantasia 2000. We get Fantasia, we get Sorcerer Mickey, which now plays perfectly for your all sorcerer hat uh, to fit outside. Um, But I think it is one of Disney's most iconic movies. I don't think a lot of people watch it that way. But at the time, it really is a gold standard of film. You know, that, that people have never seen anything like that before. Oh, music and animation together flawlessly. I mean, it was it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Probably not one of my favorites now, though, if I was to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, could, me too. Could yeah. you? I, I, I couldn't sit down and watch it, I don't think, from start to finish. Um, in segments, it has its... Uh, anyways, um, I... I that you know that that part um, does that part seem rushed? I don't want to bring a negative Nance into this. But. No, I agree, and I think it's weird too that you get now just a screen, you get yeah. a film mm-hmm. where you've gone from now Casablanca with great audio animatronics, right? Um, great backdrop with the plane, yep. and then all of a sudden now you have Fantasia, and then you move on to one of the best scenes in the entire attraction. Right. And maybe they did that. Maybe they maybe they scaled it way back to give you that bam, walking into the Oz. You know what I mean? I mean, because if you would have made it amazing, let's say you would have had an animatronic of Mickey throwing magic up and, and smoke and mirrors and all kinds of good stuff, right? And then you right. go to Wizard of Oz, kind of, I don't know. But it, now it's the other way around. I don't know. Maybe it's kind of... You think it's kind of like the the break, you know, between chapters almost? Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. take let's, a breath. Let's scale down and, and you know, let's, let's you know, take a breath. And yes, this is Fantasia. And yes, it's important to Disney and, and the movies. And... Now let's let, now let me visually stimulate you and, and move on. Perhaps, I love it. Yeah, uh, well, you you said exactly where we're heading next, and that's the Wizard of Oz. We come over the rainbow and into one of the most beloved and most watched films in movie history, The Wizard of Oz. Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. This is you talking about being transported into a movie, 360 degrees all around you, 
munchkins, you know, uh, singing and dancing and coming out of their the windows of their house and just uh, vibrant colors uh, are just everywhere. It's perfect. It, you are transported to Oz. I mean, you are there. You're inside the movie, and it's absolutely awesome. And then you get that amazing witch. No, no, it was an accident. I didn't mean to kill anybody. Well, like, I can call an accident. Oh, rubbish, you have no power here. Be gone before somebody drops a house on you, too. Very well. I'll buy my time. But just try to stay out of my way. Just try. I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. out of here. What do you folks think? Which way do we go? Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road? Why did I think of that sing-along, folks? You know the words. Um, what a great... I mean, that audio animatronic was way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if you were, a, I don't know, an 11-year-old kid going on that the first time, would you actually think that that was a real witch? It was It was great. Yeah? I mean, it was great. I mean, it's it, was, it still holds up today. Even, like, you see some of the audio animatronics in, let's say, Smuggler's Run. Mm-hmm. You know, and you see some of these others, where you're, or, or, or let's say, uh, Nobby River. And you're like, wow, that was a good one, man. That was a really, really good one. It's very similar to the quality of Jack Sparrow in The Pirates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that was one of the first, uh, what is it, level two, animatronic level two, or, or they, they actually had a category, and that was one of the first yeah. ones that were the upgraded ones. Um, you know, with upgrades and servos and stuff, uh, that that scene is absolutely flawless and perfect. And uh, and to think that it's just it's all it, it, it just meshes perfect. Everything is perfectly timed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's yeah. great. I, that is that scene right there. Uh, to me, is uh, I that was probably the saddest to see that go because, like you said, that is the most um, immersive scene that for that whole attraction and it was it was a fun beautiful scene too like i want to be there i want to really yeah. go there you know i want to go where i'm the tall guy <laughs> I, well let's not push it <laughs> <laughs> you'd, you'd fit I could, in I, really well <laughs> i could literally live there and it would be okay um it's it, for, yeah i mean you put it perfectly in the fact that it's it's it was the perfect scene it really was the epitome of what the great movie ride was was supposed mm-hmm. to be and what was right, right. Um, a ride through the movies. You know, getting away from just staring at a screen. Now you're a part of this, and I think that's a huge uh, accomplishment by not only Disney but by the Imagineers and the cast members and all the people that kind of put their efforts into making this amazing uh, ride that we don't have anymore. Um, and then you move along, and, and you know, you get to see the famous characters. You see. See uh, the Scarecrow and Dorothy and the Cowardly Lion and the Tin Man. They're all looking out of Oz. Um, if you guys had to say your one character, you only get to pick one. Who are you? Actually, let's do this. Let's do this. Mike, you tell me Jason. Jason, tell me me. And I'll tell you Mike's. Oh, who, are you, are you who, sure? Who, who, okay. are, who are we on the, on the, uh, on the thing? Well, I would say Jason's definitely the Tin Man. The Tin Man, no heart, huh? All Tin Man? Are you talking about just physique or my muscle? What? What? Uh, doppelganger. What do they say? Well, you're, you're, you're twin. <laughs> That's right. <there. laughs> oh, 
Oh, Justin, I want to say Dorothy, but that wouldn't be fair. That would be um, probably be right, actually. I, yeah. Man, I, you know, and don't take this the wrong way. And no, of course I, they I, all have their I, they all have their benefits. Toto, they only have one downfall. Toto. So. Toto. Nice. Toto. I just follow be, be, around. No, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Always right there, not afraid to run away. Uh, went through the whole journey, <laughs> and, um, and and you know what? And, and the thing is, it's like you, you, your bark was was bigger than your bite in the movie, you know. But the bark was important. Yeah. So I can't wait for you. I like to, it. Okay, who's who's Mike? Oh my gosh! Uh, you know what? I would say Mike is probably. I'm gonna say the cowardly lion because he's lovable. <laughs> that's what I was. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's he. he he's super yeah. lovable. He he. He pretends like he would hurt somebody, but he never would. He's just lovable. Man, I, mean, I can't wait to just... see Scott Sobel transport you to a cowardly lion. <laughs> he's, just a, he's just an adorable. He's just. I mean, if you know Mike, he's got the like just biggest like biggest heart. But and he's like, Rawr, and I, and I. <laughs> well, here's here. No, this is this is. Let's let's just call it what it is. Mike Mike is like, oh, I'm I'm never blah, blah. and then 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 Laura's like Mike, and he's like. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah honey, dude. I, I, man, that is. I love the dynamics of your relationship. Let me tell you what, because look, mama, mama is a mama, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So I think that's a good one, the cowardly lion, and it's not a coward, been, coward in life, but yes. Wouldn't it been funny if we had all just lost our minds on each other, like because we've gotten mad? But... <laughs> <laughs> Show's over. Goodbye. <laughs> Um, here's a fun game to play at the dinner table, folks. <laughs> tell each other, tell your spouses what character they are. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's a family feud question. Uh, you know, we we go through the greatest scene. Um, in, in in my opinion, and it sounds like you're all's too. In this entire attraction, and it's the end scene. You know, it's it's the the Wizard of Oz brings us out of the journey through the movies. Which takes on a complete history of cinema, uh, starting with, you know, before we had you know, sound and, and it was only, you know, uh, like Charlie Chaplin and, and all those great people and moving up through, through the current, you know, Die Hard and, and all these, all these other awesome films that we get to see. I love the fact that they kind of hit each genre and, uh, and I don't know if you ever noticed it or not, but each genre, the, the music set with it doesn't match. So like when you said like Mike, they showed like Freddy Krueger and some other horror movies, it was like dun 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 you know so it's just it kind of kept that upbeat fun positive you know thing even though you're seeing all these different characters from rom-coms and horror movies and and sci-fi and you know uh but it kind of just from start to finish it's the perfect period on the sentence that it was the great movie ride i think it really closes it up really well uh before you exit the attraction 
just to be, uh, you know, a little behind the scenes. I watch that scene every once in a while on YouTube, that last right. movie scene. It's so funny you said that, because I'm like, you know, I that is a great movie, or that's a great scene. I, I wonder if that's on YouTube, so I'm glad you said oh, yeah. that. Yeah, a little guilty pleasure. I watch it once in a while. Okay, that is a super, that's super neat. That is very much. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. Um, there's a lot of history out there about extinct attractions. And the sad part is that, you know, if you're new to Disney or... You know, you, of course, have younger kids that maybe haven't been. This isn't something that you're going to be able to experience first, in, you know, uh, uh, in person. But we hope this episode, you know, you can get on and you can look at YouTube videos. But we hope this episode gives you a look into what the emotional response was from the three of us whenever we would ride it, you know. And, and maybe you can get a feeling for what it was actually like to see those characters or what it was actually like to see those movies portrayed inside a ride with these amazing cast members that took you on this journey through cinema uh it was absolutely an incredible ride i you know what out of all the things we've lost over the years uh with disney attractions this has got to be in my top five things i would bring back into another park you know if you get an extinct attractions park um i would definitely it, it would be there for sure movies the stuff that dreams are made of I hope you've enjoyed our ultimate celebration of classic movies. And remember, you can find many more beloved stories and legendary stars on Turner Classic Movies. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I love that. I'm out to a point where... Uh, like I said, when I when I when I first started, you know, coming to Disney, you, all you guys talking about, oh, remember when, remember when, and I'm like, no, all I know is this. But you know, you're, you're, I've been around long enough where there's been so many changes. Where yeah, I remember the hat. Yes, I remember the great movie ride. You know, and um, and and now I understand when you guys are like have these emotional pulls to Mr. Toad or you know, I, I get it. You know, I just I get it. Was this your first loss, Disney loss? Um, no, uh, the hat was. The hat went okay, before okay. the movie ride. And what year did you say the movie ride left? 17. Uh, 17. It's, it's been that long already. Yeah. It's Isn't been that, that long. crazy? Isn't that weird that it's been close? It's been close since August 13th, 2017. Wow. It, it just, it, it doesn't seem like that long, but I'm anxious to uh, check out. You know, I've heard nothing but good things about the um, the new one, so we'll go it's with two it. Two and a half years, we have nothing, we had nothing there. Yeah. It doesn't seem like that long, does it? No, no, it doesn't. No. Well, there for a while though, Hollywood Studios was a ghost town. Yeah, like Mike said, the identity crisis. But you know, guys, we've been—we're going on how many years at the end? Three. It'll be three years in, in yeah. September, October, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Three years already. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy. Tell you, if if I ever had a lamp and I could get a couple of wishes out of that, I would love to go to the warehouse where all of those props are stored away oh, and just get goodness, one last yeah. peek at all of the. Uh, you know, almost to say goodbye to the great animatronics and sets and props and what was there. That would definitely be a a, a Disney wish list thing to do. You know, take a tour of that warehouse and look at some of the old, old things that were part of that ride. If Before we there. move on to picks of the week, uh, I'm gonna ask you guys one question, and then we'll, we'll close this portion of the show up. Um, if you could own one prop from that uh, that entire attraction, what would it be? Oof. One prop, yeah. Um, well, can I? Can I, I? I made a couple phone calls to try to 
to some of my contacts down there. I actually tried since it, I thought they were going to be doing demolition. I wanted to, I wanted a yellow brick. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. Oh, that's, that's a good I, one. I don't care I like what that. you guys do. I says, give me. And I, and they were all like, dude, they got this this place locked up. You're not getting nothing from this. I'm like, Ooh, I like that one though. That's really. That's good. all I wanted was a yellow brick just to put it put yeah. up on my uh, wall here. Yep. That's really good, Mike. I want the gem that from Indiana Jones, oh, the one that the one Muggsy went for. Yeah. 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 That's exactly what I was going to say too because was it, it really? played such a Yeah, it was because it's, it played such a pivotal role mm-hmm. in in the entire attraction that that's what that's I think what I would go. Either that or I would want the um Wicked Witch of the West is broom. Oh, mm. yeah, that'd be a good That one. would be a cool one to have well, it mounted up, you know. Or if if you, if you took the gem before me, then I would go for one of the mafia cars. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, yeah. Man, now I just want some stuff from the from the great movie ride. <laughs> this is a tough one. I just wanted a brick. <laughs> Jason's is easy. I just wanted a brick, I'm, I'm just gonna paint a brick yellow just, and send it to you. I, tell you, I got you one. I just wanted just, a brick. You, know, you gonna lie to I'll me? Tell you the truth. So, yeah, yeah, I'll lie to you. So they're gonna bring it to the auction house. You know, after I'm dead, my grandkids are gonna be like, "It was from the great movie ride." And they're like, "Yeah, no, this is a this is a fake." <laughs> yeah, it's made of styrofoam. <laughs> It's always such a great time with you guys and hanging out and talking all about these amazing Disney attractions that we don't have anymore. The Great Movie Ride was so much fun, but Mickey Minis, I'm sure, will be here for years to come, providing families with years and years of amazing memories. Uh, Guys, I've loved going through The Great Movie Ride. And as with any great movie, the end credits are rolling now, and we have to say, until next time, Shannon, back to you. On behalf of Disney's Hollywood Studios and Turner Classic Movies, we'd like to thank you for joining us on the Green Movie Ride. Now please remain seated to the vehicle comes to a complete stop. Please gather your personal belongings and take small children by the hand. And when these doors open, rise dramatically to your feet and make a grand exit to the rear of the vehicle. Oh, and one more thing. When I last, you don't get the thunderous applause for yours truly. Okay, places everybody. And action! Thank you. And have a wonderful day here at Disney's Hollywood Studios. On behalf of all of us, we'll see you at the movies. So we just had a lot of great memories on the great movie ride. Uh, it was something that we got to spend a lot of time with on our families, a lot of iconic scenes. And I know for a fact that I wish I would have taken more pictures when I was on that ride now that it's gone. But, you know, I do have a few. I have a few of us outside, a few of us on the ride. And um, thank God for YouTube because it will always be there. But one thing that we always have is an amazing Facebook page that has really great pictures on there. And that brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. And you know what's even better about this Picks of the Week? We have a very special Patreon member of our Patreon family going to do Picks of the Week with us. And I'm so looking forward to having him here. And that's our good friend, Scott Zobel. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. Scott, it is great to have you on this week. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you. Why don't you give me your first pick of the week? Great. Um, yeah, my pick of the week goes to uh, Lori Templeton Uller and her son Aiden did some awesome anime drawings of the uh, the uh, covers of the three Toy Story movies. And uh, those were just 
I thought phenomenal. That kid is always putting out good artwork, and uh, it really caught my attention this week, and he's my pick of the week. Ooh, that's a good one. Awesome. Very, very that is cool. a real good one, 100%. Jay, what do you got for me, buddy? Um, I, you know, I've got uh, this This one stood out to me. It was Donald Wolverton Jr.'s picture. Did you guys check out the picture? He's got his, his little girl, and they were working on some uh, Lego first lego sets and a little little frozen going on um she's got that lego smile going on so what a great picture donald thank you for sharing uh is it it's amazing to me how much legos cost it's, it's they've outperformed the nasdaq the last 20 years I think. it's just and crazy it's, incredible. it's absolutely crazy um mike do i get to go yeah, I can't ahead, believe I got? can't believe this one's still left. I'm picking Jenna Ramey, our good friend Jenna Ramey. Uh, she said that um, they were cleaning out the some old toys in the attic, and they found the old school. What do they call like where you put the the disc in? Viewfinder. And it was the haunted mansion. Uh, it's oh, so oh, crazy. Fun. Yeah. So as you click it, you know you get to see different kids right now are going. What are you talking <clears> about? Uh, Google you uh, 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 viewfinder kids. You'll see what I'm talking about. If you click it, <laughs> and then you get to see the next picture. It was, it's awesome. I love that. I would love to own those. Those look so so cool. So I absolutely love that pick of the week. It's probably a million dollars on eBay. Too. No doubt, right? Yeah, ain't kidding. Uh, my pick of the week goes to our dear friend Roxanne Roscoe, and Roxanne Roscoe was getting in the Disney spirit, rope dropping at Aldi, and uh, nothing better than going to the store <laughs> with some Cheshire cat ears on, and uh, that's a way to keep it Disney during a quarantine. So uh, good to you, Roxanne, and I hope you guys are faring well. I still have honorable mention. Yeah, yeah go ahead. honorable mention is uh, Scott Zobel's picture of Mike. Stolfi yeah. as George Washington uh, in our Patreon group. I, I must say I was absolutely in love with that picture. I might print it off if that's okay with the artist and uh, hang that on my wall. Well, I tell you what, that it, we put the request out and you delivered, buddy. You did do that. <laughs> you know, uh, I had some time to kill this morning and I it was either do that or change my ringtone for incoming calls to uh, Justin singing... Um, it's a small world. Well, it's a small world. We'll take care of that for <laughs> yeah. you right now, buddy. I got you covered. All right. Let me give you seven minutes of, of added bonus. If you, if anyone's ever looked for a reason to become a part of our Disney Ads patron family, uh, the reason was I gave a seven minute rendition of its small world at the end of this past episode. So uh, really an added bonus to your life. If you become a patron, uh, part of the patron family, um, man, I tell you what, it's, it's been interesting with all the picks of the week this week, because this week and last, because with everything going on, the parks being empty, we don't see the fact that uh, we normally get all these pictures of people on rides with characters walking down Main Street in front of Spaceship Earth, uh, and now we don't have that. But it's been amazing to see these families keep it positive, keep it Disney in their lives, and that's the greatest, greatest part. Um, and the cool part is, too, is, hey, this gives us an opportunity to have some of our patron family on uh, these episodes and to come and talk to us like Scott and get to know them even better. And uh, tonight's episode was an absolute blast. Uh, but there's one thing we do for every single guest before they are allowed to leave the presence of the Disney dads. Uh, we, uh, we do a quick lightning round. So, Scott, we are going to uh, nail out this lightning round. Mike, take it over. And why don't you take number one, buddy? Yeah, sure, Scott. I'm sure you've heard before because I know you know our episodes very well. We're going to give you a little bit of a lightning round and we want one word answers. So we're going to start off with the first question. It's going to be your favorite park. Animal Kingdom. Ooh, interesting. Uh, favorite table service restaurant. 
today's Tusker, schedule. Yeah. Tusker House or uh, Garden Grill. Long story, favorite, but favorite resort uh, that I've stayed at: Caribbean Beach. Ooh, good one. Favorite ride: Pirates of the Caribbean. Favorite character: Goofy. Movie. Live action would be Pirates of the Caribbean animated Robin Hood. Cool. Quick serve. Be our guest. Okay. Favorite snack. The uh, ice cream sandwich from the Main Street uh, ice cream parlor. I don't have one. I got to do with that the, the chocolate the chocolate chip with the mint cho- uh, chocolate chip ice cream. Oh. Out of this world. Oh my god. And your favorite adult drink? Lapu Lapu. Mm. Preferably when. Preferably when bought by uh, Rick Reagan. (laughs) Those always taste better. (laughs) They always taste better. Uh, Favorite season to visit? Fall. Uh, Your must-go-to store on Disney property? Mouse Gears. Rest in peace. Hopefully be back. New new Soren or Old Soren? Uh, Old Soren, for sure. Here's a tough one. Ten days in the park or a five-day cruise? Ten days in the park. I don't know about all that. Uh, Favorite pool on property? (laughs) Again, from experience, uh, Caribbean Beach. Perfect. So before we move on, Scott Zobel's father of two, ages 9 and 10, living in the beautiful state of Michigan, discovered the magic of the Disney parks later in life, thanks to my wife, and I'm truly grateful to be making it a part of my kid's childhood. Have Have truly enjoyed being a part of the DDP family and getting to create friendships along the way. Is that a proper quote that you wrote, Mr. Scott Zobel? It is, sir. Awesome. And let me just let me just say, um, if anyone knows me and my posts, lightning round, in, you know, it might be the most difficult thing <laughs> I've ever done. I am long-winded <laughs> and uh, thorough and. That was that was very frustrating that I couldn't elaborate on my answers. You know what I should have done? Nothing, nothing more than put you on the spot and make me happy. You know what so. I should have done? I should have, Mission I should have stopped Scott halfway through and just had the music play him out all the way to the end. Um, <laughs> guys, we're getting towards the end of the free edition of the Disney Ads Podcast. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna start uh, with, with some closing remarks. Um, for me, look, this uh, was a great topic. Talking about... Extinct Attractions, talking about the great movie ride, really diving into that attraction and, and having a lot of fun with our memories with it is always something great. Guys, if you want to be a part of the Disney Ads Podcast uh, patron family, uh, like our good friend Scott, and you want to help the show, um, then there is a link right below where you're listening to this right now. Just click that link for as little as $2 a month, guys. You not only help us do this uh, um, commercial-free, you also... You give us that virtual hug and you give us that hug saying that you appreciate what we're trying to put out there for you. Um, and we appreciate you. We appreciate your positivity. If you haven't joined the Disney Ads Podcast Facebook group, it's Disney Ads Podcast Facebook family. Uh, make sure to go over and do that right now because that's where you can post those pictures. That's where the pics of the week come from. And we cannot wait to see and get to know your family on the Facebook group really, really soon. Uh, guys... I'm going to leave uh, final closing remarks to you all in any order you all would like to go. Scott, why don't you go first? Sure. You know, um, it's been a lifelong dream of mine to be a guest on the uh, (laughs) Disney Dads podcast. I've been listening to uh, Mike, Jason, and uh, Justin for for quite some time now. And uh, it, it feels really good to be a part of the conversation and not just eavesdropping from my commute. Cool. I love it, cool. man. I love it. And we're going to have a much longer conversation on the patron side of this. So we'll really dive into those, 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 uh, Scott Zobel isms, as we'll say. Um, Mike. <laughs> 
Yeah, listen, I had a great time reliving and rehashing some of my fond memories of the great movie ride. It was a blast. Uh, I brought back a lot of, you know, old fond memories with my parents, with my with Laura's parents. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those escapes you can have when you can't get to the parks. And we're all going through that now. And I hope we jog some memories from, from some other people that have been listening to the uh, to the podcast today. And I'm enjoy being enjoyed going over that stuff with you guys. And I'm I'm enjoying looking forward to talking to Scott and getting into the Patreon show tonight. So uh, with that being said, Jason, what do you got for me? Guys, looks I had a great time talking. Listen, Justin, uh, what a great idea to come down to this. Thank you for just grabbing this show and making it a lot of fun. Um, I love I love some I love it when we can just show up and just talk. You know what I mean? Just talk about the memories of it and the emotions behind it. And uh, and and look, everybody. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of your week. You guys make this family special. You really do. And with that, that's going to do it for the free edition of the Disney Dads podcast. Patreon members, stick around because I'm going to be rubbing Scott Zobel's ribs like they've never been rubbed before. He's got it coming, guys. Trust me, he's got it coming. I deserve it. Have a good night, Have a good night, everybody. Good night, guys. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you, and remember, always keep it Disney. And they all live happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us, and when we're brave enough to listen, and bold enough to pursue, That dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin, let the wonder... And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.